1975, Philip and Cheryl Beatles were found dead in their home, and this has become one of Daly City, California's oldest unsolved crimes. I'm Charlie, and welcome to Crime Lines. Welcome to day eight of 12 Days of Crime Lines. This is where I chose a bunch of cases on my topic list that were just too short for a full Crime Lines episode. And this is the shortest case I've ever presented here on Crime Lines, but it is a cold case that could use another look. This case takes place in Daly City, California, which is located immediately to the south of San Francisco and involves the Beatles family. Neither Philip nor Cheryl Beatles were from the area. Philip had been born and raised in Decatur, Illinois, and he moved to the Bay Area in the 1960s when he was in his mid-20s. He married a woman named Barbara Jean, and they divorced in 1974 after having had four children. After the divorce, Philip had custody of the kids. He worked in insurance, and because he ran his own company, he was able to work from home. In 1975, he remarried a woman named Cheryl. She was about 10 years younger than him and originally from Quebec. She married her first husband, Richard, pretty young, but they divorced in 1973 when she was 23 years old, and they did not have any children. In April 1975, Philip and Cheryl were married and living with his children from his first marriage, who were ages 9 through 14, on a quiet cul-de-sac in Daly City. They seemed to be a very typical family with the kids playing outside, Philip and Cheryl being polite neighbors, quiet but polite, and they filled their time with little league games and weekend family outings. On Friday, October 17, 1975, Philip's 13-year-old son, Les, got up to do his paper route around 7.20 in the morning. After he got dressed, he headed downstairs and noticed that the front door to the house was slightly open. That was unusual, so Les walked around looking for his dad and stepmother. Les walked into the family room and saw a completely horrific scene. 35-year-old Philip Beatles and 25-year-old Cheryl Beatles were lying on a blood-soaked mattress that was in the middle of the floor. They were both nude, gagged, bound, and covered in blood. The police arrived quickly, and Les and one of his siblings both reported waking up to a loud noise in the middle of the night. When Les woke up, he first thought it was morning and time to get up for his paper route, but then he looked at his watch and realized it was still nighttime. He said he didn't hear anything else, so he assumed it was just some random noise and went back to sleep. The other child said that they heard what sounded like a crash. Again, they didn't hear anything after that, and assuming it was a random noise, they also went back to sleep. This would have been around 2.30 in the morning. When the police walked in, they did find the scene that Les had described. The early reporting was all over the place as to the details of the attack. It was even initially reported as a slashing. But then it was reported that Cheryl actually died of blunt force trauma and Philip of a gunshot wound to the back of the head. 
But the truth was, Philip and Cheryl had both been killed execution-style with a large-caliber weapon. Their feet had been bound at the ankles, and their hands were tied behind their backs. A search of the house did show signs of a break-in, but aside from that, the house was immaculate. Not a thing was out of place, nothing was stolen, and there were no signs of a struggle. While searching the house, the police did find an address book in the living room where the bodies were. The book had about 70 to 80 names and addresses, and these turned out to be contacts the couple had made through what has been largely reported as a couple's club. Couple's club being a very polite way to say swingers club. This opened up a lot of avenues for the investigation. Had one of the Beatles engaged in sex with someone who then became infatuated with them? Possibly someone who tried to pursue more of a romantic relationship and was rebuffed. The investigators worked their way through that book, developing a few promising leads, but nothing ever panned out. Eventually, they stopped pursuing members of the club as persons of interest. Another angle they, of course, explored were the ex-spouses of the couple. Cheryl's ex-husband, Richard, was living and working in Oregon at the time, and that would have been a six- to eight-hour drive to the Beatles' home. It appeared he was ruled out based on an alibi that wouldn't have allowed him time to travel down there, commit the murders, and then make it back to work in time. Richard also lacked an apparent motive. The couple had divorced, they had had no children, and it appears that everything was settled and they had both just moved on. Barbara Jean, the mother of Richard's four children, was spoken to pretty much immediately because obviously she was called to come and get the kids from the house. Of course, there could be some sort of motive here if Barbara Jean wasn't happy with the custody arrangement, but that hasn't even been hinted at in the reporting that I've seen. The investigators said she was cooperative and provided them with some good information, but none of it led to the killer. The Beatles' funerals were held on October 24, 1975. Very little on the case has been released since those early days. The theory that has developed over the years, particularly in online discussions of the case since the police aren't releasing much, is the possibility this is the work of a serial killer. One name that came up is the Zodiac, and without getting into all the details of that case, the Zodiac is suspected of killing five victims in the Bay Area from December 1968 to October 1969. There were four separate attacks. Three of them were on couples, The first attack, both members of the couple died. The next two attacks, only one did. And the last attack was a single cab driver. There are some pretty big differences between the Zodiac cases and this one. For one thing, the Zodiac did not go into homes as far as we know from the confirmed victims. The couples were attacked either parked or picnicking. The fifth victim, like I said, was a cab driver who was only tied to the Zodiac by a letter, an evidence that was mailed to the police. But there are some people who think this last letter, because it was so far from the MO of the Zodiac Killer, was actually a diversion to lead away from the real killer. 
There is very little here that would make me think this was the Zodiac killer just because it was a couple who were shot. The rest of the case just doesn't really fit, including the time frame. The last known murder of the Zodiac killer was in 1969. This is a full six years later. But there was a serial killer in California who was operating in the 1970s who also went into homes and killed couples, and that is Joseph James D'Angelo, known as the original Night Stalker, a.k.a. the Golden State Killer. Now, if D'Angelo had murdered the Beatles, it would be his earliest murder. From 1973 to 1976, he was burglarizing homes and became known as the Visalia Ransacker. Now, Visalia is between Fresno and Bakersfield, which is a good three hours from Daly City. It was from 1976 to 1979 when D'Angelo became known as the East Area Rapist. Most of these rapes happened in or near Sacramento, so we're closer to Daly City because it's about an hour and a half to two hours away. But this was not a criminal who traveled outside of his comfort zone much. When D'Angelo did begin killing people in the late 1970s, he was operating in Southern California in the counties of Santa Barbara, Ventura, and Orange, which is several hours away from Daly City. There just isn't any evidence that Joseph James D'Angelo operated in the San Francisco area at any point, at least as far as I have seen. I can see why he has come up. The binding, the large caliber gun, the sexual motivation, and even that they lived on a quiet cul-de-sac near a freeway where he could easily get away. Those are all marks of Joseph James D'Angelo. But something D'Angelo did do at crime scenes was ransack. It's actually how he got started with break-ins, and that was not done here. Now, if it was one of his earliest murders, maybe he freaked out at the murder aspect and decided to just run afterwards, he wasn't comfortable staying in the home longer like he would eventually do. But I do think the timing and the location is off enough here to say it wasn't D'Angelo, but if it was a serial killer, it would be someone with a similar M.O. To be honest, there's just not enough released publicly for us to look at other murders in the area to compare M.O.s. Even the caliber of the gun has only been released as large caliber. We don't know how they entered the house, just that there were signs of a break-in. They've also not released information on fingerprints or DNA evidence that they could now test if it had been found. They did say there appeared to be a sexual motivation, but didn't say specifically if there were signs of sexual assault. There is another Daly City couple who were found shot to death in their home about 15 months after Philip and Cheryl Beatles. But when I looked into it a little bit more, the man was the president of the San Francisco chapter of the Hells Angels, and his murder is considered to be gang-related, and it doesn't appear there is any connection to the Beatles' murder. The case remains unsolved, and it holds a place on the Daily City list of unsolved murders. Now, if you have information on the 1975 murders of Philip and Cheryl Beatles, you can call 650-991-8169. This number will be in the show notes. 